Hey everybody, I would like to welcome you to another episode of Pop Culture Gems. This is a series where we talk to amazing creators, artists, cosplayers, voice actors, and so much more. If you like the interviews we do with these terrific guests, give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our YouTube channel, the CFG channel. We also release Pop Culture Gems on all podcast services out there, or go to our main website, confreaksandgeeks.com to not miss an episode today. I am speaking with a voice actor who has been in a ton of cool recent anime series. He has provided his voice in video games as well. He has play, he played characters like Nami's Personal Cloud, Zeus in One Piece, the indecisive playboy Naoi Mukai in Girlfriend Girlfriend, the good friend Raymond Fowl Arkin in Trapped in a Dating Sim, and the ridiculous overpowered Rain Shroud in Beast Tamers. I would like to welcome uh, Kevin Dowell to the show. How are you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing good. It's pretty nice. How about you? <laughs> I am doing good. I'm I'm hanging in there, man. Like, uh, but uh, uh, I'm just glad I'm just glad I'm able to come back and just. Uh, uh, well, it's been a little bit. It's been a little bit of a week or so. So haven't come back to do this podcast, but I love talking to folks like you uh, and, and stuff. I love what y'all do. So it's always great to see new 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 folks. And always great to see new people like uh like you and your incredible voice acting career. So. Hi. <laughs> so anyways let's get this party started uh i just want to know like uh, i always ask this for a lot of people but uh what is your story uh what made you want to become a voice actor uh that's a good question i mean i was just kind of figure out like you know what to do with my life when i was in college i did a lot of music and band play a lot of instruments and i realized that like the whole professional industry of music wasn't really for me. I liked having fun with it, but I didn't want to do it for a job, really. So I had to decide, you know, what to do other ways. And I kind of didn't want to do stage acting because, I don't know, I just sometimes don't like to be perceived. Uh, so uh, that's something I was like, you know, mm, that's not for me. Even though, like, uh, sometimes people will be like, hey, you know, maybe you should look into acting. I'm like, no, not really. And uh, I had fun like making little videos on YouTube for a while, doing little funny voices with that too. And there was one uh, YouTuber that I watched a lot who made like uh, a book and that book kind of got scouted to make an animation for it. And they're like, hey, if my book is going to get animated, I kind of want to hold like a little personal competition to my viewers and see if we can like uh, you know, get my viewers to voice in it too. And I ended up like auditioning for that. And they ended up hiring like actual professional voice actors who have been in a lot of stuff uh, on that project. Like I think it was like Carrot Buckland and Alejandro Saab and people who were in that project. Sadly, the project died. But I got cast in that project too. And I'm like, oh, wow, wait, this is the first thing I've ever auditioned for. And I actually got booked into something really cool. Uh, maybe I should look into this. So after that, I started doing, you know, classes, started reaching out to people and kind of, you know, did everything I can uh, to kind of feel it out. And once I decided, hey, this is something I really do want to pursue seriously, then I went full force, moved uh, to Texas, and now I'm doing it out here. Wow, that's really cool. So wait, so a couple questions. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, where did you where did you initially move from? Oh, I moved from Miami. Oh my god, <laughs> that yeah. is a pretty big change. Okay, cool. And uh, you said that you were so you were originally a music major itself, and then when you switched, so you switched from music. Uh, like you realized you didn't want to do that as like you know a full on career, but uh, when you were on your own making videos and stuff, you were more interested into that, and that's what kind of 
got your interest in voice acting? Yeah, I was just having a lot of, of fun just like uh, making creative content, like improving on stuff and just making things as I go. And using my voice is something I always found like super easy to, to use. Like I've always done like nine to fives for like call centers and things like that. And you know, always get mm. the whole thing where people say, oh, you have a nice voice. You should do acting or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Everyone says that to everybody. It doesn't really matter. But, uh, you know, after like I did that competition and, and booked in the thing, I'm like, okay, this is maybe something that I should try more seriously to like pursue. And I took classes. I took online classes, took uh, workshops and uh, weird thing about like, uh, my, uh, background is that like my mother was well, it is still, but like works at an airline. So when I was younger, I could actually like fly for free, uh, going around the country. Basically I would hitch a ride on planes if they had a free seat and just jump on that. Mm -hmm. So anytime I saw there was like any specific workshops or competitions that was going around around the country for voice acting, I would just hop on there. There was like one time where, um, I wanted to do a workshop that was in Texas while I was living in Florida. And I had like my day job at the time still happening. So what I did was I would work like in the morning for my day job, go from work directly to the airport once a week, fly to Texas, do the workshop, fly back the next morning and go back to work. And then once a week, I would do that workshop for like a month flying back and forth. So people at the workshop would be like, oh yeah, I drove an hour here from this place. Oh, I drove four hours from Houston. I'm like, Oh, I flew from Miami this morning. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is wrong <laughs> with you? <laughs> oh, it gets, it gets worse. I like, I didn't really use her flying out that much, but when it came to acting, I abused it when I can. Like, there'll be times where my I had a friend message me, and it's like, Kevin, oh, they're having this voice acting competition in uh, Chicago, and if you win, they'll fly you to L.A. and you get to be in their show. And I'm just like, oh, when is that? They're like, um, it's tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, cool, I'll be there. And they're like, what? Yeah, I'll be there. And I'll be like, hey, uh, dad, yeah, um, we're flying to Chicago in the morning. I'm not going to be home this weekend. He's like, you what? And I'm like, <laughs> he messaged my boss. I'm like, hey, I got to call out this weekend. I got I got a thing. I got to go. <laughs> hey, you know what? You you worked with the resources that you had at the time. So there is no shame in that. That is. But that's unbelievable. So you were the, what's what's scary to me is that you even went to work like the do you know how draining it is to go to the airport yeah. <laughs> oh my god you're like oh no i gotta do my, my gotta take care of that and then go yeah. go four states away to for this competition wow i was trying to save up for a move so i'm like anything i can do to still try to make as much money as i can while still pursuing my dream like i don't want to throw one away for for the other you know i, I still still gotta do what you gotta do like heck, even to this day like i still work a nine to five just to make sure that i'm uh you know just okay financially like have like any benefits i want like i'm only part-time right now but mm -hmm. uh as things are going right now i'm probably gonna leave that job in the next couple months anyway but i have like one that makes sure like if i can keep the little balance between like my passion and being sensible as an adult at the same time and once things get a little just you know just enough out of balance that i know okay i'm doing well enough with one side where i can drop the other but i'm holding off until it's like you know just too much to handle then i stop which probably isn't the smartest thing to do but like i'm crazy i'm working <laughs> wow and do you still well do you still do do you still do it probably not as much but do you still do like that kind of grind uh like oh, to yeah. fly it 
Oh, you still do? Oh, no, 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 not, not, not to fly. No, yeah, yeah, I definitely don't do the, the flying grind anymore. I do other grinds, but yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, you got to respect the hustle. I definitely, and I definitely respect that. So, and uh, do you uh, have a personal preference when you do a project or uh, if you like had to choose a project between voice acting, a character in an anime or gaming, um, is there a character you like or something that you would naturally, uh, the kind of uh, uh job is there something that you like to naturally lean towards um i'd say like if i got to work on like a video game like an action rpg or something i think that would really be fun to do the efforts but like with anime you can also get that so i feel like i'd probably gravitate with uh video games at first just because i haven't done as much video games as i've done anime so that's just something up top of my head but really i enjoy them both the most i guess with video game a lot of times you have more freedom which you don't have to always match flaps exactly so you can get away with a lot more versus anime it's like it's got to be exactly in this certain pattern if not it's going to look wonky <laughs> you know right so you kind of would would prefer the freedom of uh of gaming cuz they're going to be catering around you than they than you catering around uh a, a series that was not initially catered around you essentially yeah yeah, okay. if you're doing original games, unless you're dubbing games, and you might need to do a little bit, but it's usually not as strict as like dubbing anime. Yeah, but man, sometimes, uh, sometimes game the gaming grind looks insane though. Like <laughs> from yeah, what, what yeah. I would I could describe, but action RPG I could easily see that that would be pretty cool to do. So and uh, and I mean, and you've been in like a lot of different kinds of roles, and uh, the in most in some of those roles you weren't like the main role, but like just credited as an additional voice or additional voices uh i've never asked this uh but what does additional voices entail because i mean that sounds so vague <laughs> essentially well that refers to two things it could be referring to you know bits where it's just characters who are appeared who don't have names who might just be there for one episode or maybe a couple episodes or just say a few things and just you know leave die or whatever they do so just non-important characters essentially or it could just mean you're doing walla which is, you know, you and a or a group of people are just making the background voices, you know, like the soldiers charging or the people screaming when the monsters attacking the village, stuff like mm -hmm. that, or just click kids in the back of the classroom talking in a school and stuff like that, you know, just random voices to fill the to fill the atmosphere of the show. Oh, okay. So basically, you're just like the the banter in the background, or the, or you may have one line or two lines or something in the background, and then you're just like, oh, okay, you don't have a name of the character, but that's it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Anything that isn't a named character, but that you know, still has a voice, is mm -hmm. additional voices. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, oh, okay, that actually it's actually kind of funny because uh, I don't know, I'm I'm old, I'm old school. So, so <laughs> do, have you? I'm, I'm sure you've watched Dragon Ball Z before, yeah. uh, but have you ever heard of the Ocean Dub Dragon Ball Z? Right. Okay. Right. Have Have you ever seen it? Yeah. Okay, so like, uh, for some reason, every time I'm thinking of additional voices, it's the additional voices that they added where they w decided to go off off script, like completely off script, because they didn't want to show death in 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 that game during that or during that time. So they made the dumbest like voiceover dubs I have ever seen in any animes uh, uh, of it. Like like when Nappa destroys the city. Like there was a person off screen that says, "Oh, thank God it was a Sunday, so no one was there in the building." And I'm like, "What is going on?" <laughs> I, 
have you ever noticed? Have you ever noticed that? Like at all? Like th- there is so many one-liners in that, that that it just looks like that. It's a gem to me for for additional voices. Old uh, anime has a lot of nice one-liners. Like Digimon has a heck ton of them in first like four seasons, I think, or no, five seasons. <laughs> oh, really? Like like see, I've never see. And uh, excuse me, I I like Digimon the games. Like Cyber Sleuth was one of my favorite. Was was way better than uh than Pokemon to me. But like mm-hmm. uh. Oh, you agree? <laughs> nice, I agree. Awesome. I fully agree. <laughs> oh God, yeah, it was so much better. Uh, but uh, uh, but like, what? I never watched the series. I never watched. Yeah, I never watched the Digimon, the original D- Digimon series before. I wanted to, but I just never. I, uh, I I was like old enough to not able or wasn't able to see it when it was coming out. So like, like what, like what kind of additional voices did they do mostly? Oh, it's not even always the additional voices, but it's just the characters. Like, anytime there is not somebody's mouth moving on screen they will try to throw in as many jokes as they can and it's absolutely hilarious like in one breath yeah like in one breath they'll just throw in jokes like if there's nobody on screen but they can make a sound like sometimes they'll just do it or there'll be like bits who will be like there's a giant you know squid digimon you know attacking the town and (laughs) and he's looking like you know, I really hate the fact that I moved to Japan here. I should go back to California. So there's gonna be like stupid lines, or in the I'm sure you've heard it in the Digimon movie where there is a, a car about to hit like the giant Agumon. It jumps out of the way, and then one guy goes, Yo, bro, did you see that? He's like, No, I was sleeping. He's like, But you're driving. <laughs> and that's all off screen. Like the characters aren't, you know, I don't think they even had audio in the Japanese, but they're like, Hey, they're, you can't see people's mouths moving, so we can throw a joke here. <laughs> What four kids entertainment was insane. <laughs> that just was oh my god. It's, like, but you... <laughs> it's so good. Obviously I, we can't really do dubs like that nowadays, but we can try to get a little close. Oh my god. Yeah, well, I mean the nineties was a different kind of time with uh with anime. So like it was just it was it was the Wild West. They thought that anyone could do dubs and uh that was quite wrong. And uh, but for the most part, so like when they were trying to get away with some of this stuff, but Digimon, oh my god, I, I remember what was it called? Was it Ultimate Muscle? Do you remember a series like that about like wrestling? I've like it was, heard of it, haven't seen yeah, it though. yeah, that was. I'll be, I, I'm pretty sure they made their own script, like it didn't seem like it, met, it matched at all what the original one was. But the when they, when they decided to say, hey, you know, we know better than the original script. That's just like comic gold, essentially. <laughs> so, so no, I need to I need to go check back on some old school Digimon if that's the case. Because uh, yeah, is fire, 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 and they had they just released like uh Blu-ray versions of the first two seasons. I think they're one of the two seasons, but I know I picked that up because I, I love that series so much. Do you prefer Do you prefer Digimon over Pokemon, or like I mean in general, or do you just like the world comparatively uh, to Pokemon? I like them both almost equually i like i I i'll say definitely equal in terms of the games like i've I've, like grew up on the pokemon games more and pokemon games have given me more joy over time but like Mm -hmm. you said like cyber is just a better video game than most pokemon games that i've played in general but i still have the nostalgia factor so i like them both basically equally but i do find digimon can can be easier to kind of stick with with the games and the shows because they tend to lead more like they treat you more like a i don't know an adult with with both of those (laughs) I think it was more, yeah, it was def, uh, the feel of it was definitely more adult. Um, I just don't like the, I like, I like innovation. I like change. And I feel like Pokemon has always been stuck 
uh even though don't get me wrong i mean i played uh, i bought scarlet and violet the most recent one and i had my fun time with it but my big but my issue is like dude this formula is from 1997 it's still the same thing and uh and on top of that they did a horrible job with qa testing with like you know glitches and stuff like that inside the game and uh, i was just like okay when's the uh let me try digimon survive <laughs> and uh, and, uh uh, and it, I liked it. It was it, there's a lot of text, but it was fun. But it was just, but it was, uh, yeah. It's a, it is a book, <laughs> but, it, but it still doesn't beat Cyber Sleuth. Cyber Sleuth is goaded, the best Digimon and Pokemon game at the same time. Yes, exactly. It's I never. Did you ever play the sequel? I never played the sequel before. Hacker's Memory. Yeah. Oh, Hacker's Memory is also fan freaking tastic. Yes. Really. Definitely pay it. Yes. It play it, play it, play it. It is just as good as the base game. It, it's just. If you liked the base game, you're just getting more of it, and it's good, and it's got a whole new story of characters that are just as endearing as the first game. So super oh duper God. recommend. It continues yeah. the story, really. Okay, I'm definitely well. You already sold me on that because I already was the yeah. first one on. I just never, never got a chance. That's cool. And uh, uh, sorry, kind of, kind of, kind of went back all off. But uh, was there like something that you wish you knew before getting in voiceover that would have made it easier or or better initially when you got in? Um, I think a little bit more patience is something that I probably wanted more when it comes to, I definitely jumped the gun when it comes to some of those making like demos when I was first starting out, definitely did things that I probably shouldn't have too early in my career starting off. Uh, but that's kind of mainly what I wanted it with patience is mm. the biggest thing that I find that I was lacking when I was starting off there. It didn't really hurt me all that much, but, you know, hindsight's like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that. It didn't really do me much of a, you know, favor. What do you mean, like, uh, demos? Like, did you do demos too fast, or was it like it just wasn't, okay? I I did demos too fast. It was like, you know, commercial demos. Like, oh, this place is, oh, we'll train you for like a month or two, blah, 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 make a commercial demo, so you'll be ready in commercial. And I'm like, cool, I'll do that. And I did it, and then I'm like, this commercial demo isn't that great, no. (laughs) (laughs) I outgrew it in like a a week or so, and it wasn't great, so. Was it a class that you did that was like commercial demos, and then then you thought, and then they were kind of pushing it, like saying like, oh, you could do that really fast, and uh, because, you know, because like, it's weird, because like, I'm kind of, I'm semi doing that grind right now, in a way, uh, but I don't try. I am not trusting of the trusty kind (laughs) when it comes to that kind of thing, but like, uh, so, so like, were they saying, do this, 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 and this, and uh, go do your demo and release it to all everybody out there without even, you know, truly, you know, teaching you the way of how things are supposed to be done. It was more like a sp- program where, like, hey, do you want a demo? Well, what we'll do for you is, like, you know, coach you for like a month or two and, like, hit Taylor, make a demo for you, blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't take into effect, whereas uh, if you're not ready for the demo after two months, they don't stop you and be like, hey, you need more training, you take more time. They'll just make the demo anyway because that's a part of their package. There's uh. no personal gain. Like, there are some coaches who will make a demo for you. They'll be like, hey, let's take a class or two and work together first. And they'll be like, hey, uh, now that I've worked with you, I think you're not ready for this demo yet and you should take more classes, take more time before making it. Or they'll be like, yeah, you're ready. We can do this. You know, actual, like, you know, personalization to your experience with them. Yeah, but it's, yeah, I would say that's really truly your fault, but it's more like a matter yeah, of, like, was- yeah. It was me just being like, you know, overly hype and naive a little bit. And, you know, it wasn't the biggest, the, the biggest detriment, but it was something I look back and I'm like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have done that, but okay. whatever. It's in the past. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, I know you're not holding it against them or anything. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's good. But no, that, that's cool. Less. 
yeah <laughs> yeah uh it's but it's hard it's hard to find that like it's hard to find like you know mentor or tutor or anything uh when it comes to that because now everyone like i mean maybe i don't know i don't know how old you are but how long ago it was back in the day comparatively to what it is now there's just it's oversaturated with these kind of things you know or different kinds of options so i can easily yeah. understand friend recommendation is generally where i get most of my coaches from like oh did somebody say this guy's really good all right let's try them out oh dang they are really good i'll recommend them to somebody else you know <laughs> <laughs> see yeah that's exactly probably the word of mouth is probably the best way i totally agree it really is. Yeah. yeah and and um also and like what's really cool i like seeing recently in the voice acting game is that i see more diversity in voice acting now more than ever before uh i just want to know like how is your personal experience between uh being a person of color in the professional voice acting game uh oh i think we're doing way better than we were before i know when i was you know f first getting started out and like getting uh recognized by studios at first uh when this is all happening like what in 2020 2019 ish uh when i was first getting in into that space uh i would only get auditions sometimes for characters who were black on there and mm -hmm. it's like oh okay i mean it's cool that i get to get, get these auditions I really like these shows and games that i'm getting auditions for However, uh, one, I'd like to get more auditions. Two, big thing, big uh, you know, elephant in the room here is uh, the guys you're sending me auditions for do not match my vocal type. I do not sound like people expect a black dude who's 26 to sound like, honestly. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, I totally like, agree. Yeah, like, uh, for example, like, I was working uh, for, like, what, a year or two with this director or engineer off and on for years. And I met them recently, like in person for the first time last year. And I remember they were talking to uh, to one of my uh, roommates and the engineer stops the uh, stops the session for a second. He's like, hey, hey, hold on, hold on, bro. Did, did you know that Kevin's a brother? And <laughs> they're, they're like, well, what do you mean? I just looked up his LinkedIn, like I see his profile picture. He's black. They're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they needed to work with me for like over a year and didn't know I was black the whole time. Did y'all not, not use webcams like at all? Or we didn't need them. We're just here for the voice. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. That is funny. Oh man. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, I definitely. I mean, I've heard horror stories of like because uh, I've talked to a lot of different people and stuff. I'm not going to name them out, but like the, uh, about uh, about it. But and then I heard like like it's cool now comparatively, but I remember like how typecasted uh when they're like oh they see a black dude uh, they see a black dude or they see a black girl and they're like okay here you go it's like no nah, you can't be the main you got it's like you got to be uh it's like can you be more you know they they, they, yeah. they skirt around the word urban but like they don't say the word urban and i was just like i, I wondered to myself how can you decide to wanting to be in something in, in like in this kind of industry if they don't respect like you, if they're not looking at you or looking at your voice uh, as the character, I mean, it's just, I mean, th that must have been f like semi frustrating initially. I mean, am I wrong? Yeah. And it's because, like I said, I was getting the audition for stuff like that when that just doesn't fit my vocal type anyway. They just assume, oh, he's uh, listed as a black guy on our list. He must be able to have this exact sound because that we assume all black people sound like. And I'm like, no, dude, I just sound like a regular dude, man. That's, <laughs> I don't think the stereotype that you are. It's, and it's something that I had to like, really kind of get over a mental hurdle because it was really like annoying me a lot and like and bring this back to coaches i i took uh some coaching sessions with uh dave fanoy who's you know phenomenal actor and i asked him about that and i'm like you know like 
how do you deal with that? That's something that's really bothering me. And he like sat me down and like gave me a story about like how just being, you know, a black actor is being you. You were black. You don't have to prove to anybody that you were black. You just do what you do. And I really like sat down, thought about it for a while. I'm like, yeah, it's right. I'm not going to worry about like if I'm sounding, you know, black enough for these auditions. I'm just going to play me and let it happen because I am, you know, I am black. There's nothing else that can prove I am black. As you can see, it's my experience, you know. Mm -hmm. So it, it is, you know, what it is. And I just stopped really worrying about it at that point. And I everything just got way better after that. I will say it's a mentality thing at that point. You can't really let them, you know, get to me. Yeah, that's uh well that's definitely good. I mean I'm well, definitely good definitely good. Uh good really great mentality too. But that's cool though. I've always like I've always wanted to every time I get a chance, I always want to see like to know these kind of stories. I mean, because it's just like it's cool. It's it's cool. It, it makes me so excited and glad. I mean that you're in, you're doing you're doing the work, you know, man. And it's always it's freaking awesome because di diversity really does like you know does matter uh, in my uh, in my opinion, especially what you do. Especially like I didn't even know. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Like I didn't even know because I saw like uh uh when I was wa I watched Beast Tamer and I was like oh. Kevin D. Thelwell, and I was like, I looked at it, and I was like, oh, because I mean, you you do have a very good pitched voice, and I did not think that I was the first thing in my mind. I did not think that you were black initially either. <laughs> so I know you probably get that a lot, but at the same time, but it's cool. But once I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's so freaking awesome because you, you you did a great job in that, uh, just in that alone. So I mean, uh, with it too. So just to let you know. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really really fun oh yeah like it's funny because like when i watch i'm not a big fan of you of like of harems kind of a series because it's usually all the same thing you know it's like will they will won't they kind of stuff but like his like with uh uh with rain man like it kind of infuriated me like it's like <laughs> this dude is getting like op already like his, his, like whatever he did was already op as it is but like but now you're giving him additional opage to like because he's doing these contracts that he that they're like oh beast tamers can't do that beast tamers can't do that it's just like what the hell is it's like what's this doing on it's like is he yeah. superman <laughs> I always love the little running gag they have. It's like, what? Everyone at my village can do this. What? This is normal, right? And I'm like, no, it's not. You're insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like every day. It's like, uh, uh, I was like, well, first off, your village is gone, so you're the only person yeah. there. Yeah, it's like, oh, what do you mean? Then there's always a sub craft of it. It's like, oh no, there was a like insect taming, and I'm like. <laughs> This insect taming now? It's like, man, this dude is going to rule the world <laughs> eventually. <laughs> how this is going to happen. But that's great. Yep. And uh, is uh, like, is there a role out there that you're like, that you want to play? Or is there a role that you would think that you were, you would be the perfect fit for? Uh, for? Uh, I mean, I would totally, totally, totally one day want to like voice in like a really cool game, like Fire Emblem. That's like a goal on my bucket list. Uh, I would want to be, I definitely want to voice something Digimon related, either a game or an anime wise. I know like I am watching like Digimon Ghost Game right now and I love that show so much. And uh, it's, uh, Kiroshiro is like my favorite character in that show. And I'm just like, oh, dang, he's in my vocal range. If only I can get auditions for that. Oh, boy. Well, whoever knows if that show will even get dubbed. We'll, we'll see like 50 episodes in at this point. Wow, there are fifty episodes. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, no, yeah. That's that's kind of normal for Digimon, right? Like they they yeah, do more Dig multiple seasons. Yeah, Digimon's are, each season runs around fifty-ish episodes or so. So I'm like, hey, if I can like 
uh, find out a way to audition for that show. I would kill to be that character. Uh, but, you know, I can't control it. It is what it is. Oh, yeah. You know, one day, I, I just have a feeling you're, you'll eventually get there. I know you'll definitely get there, though. So, uh, and, uh, like, I mean, you seem like you just naturally gravitate to, like, you said action RPGs. Are you, do you like, like, are you, an, are you an RPG fan? Or, like, what kind of RPGs do you usually like to play? Yeah, I, I generally like RPGs. Like, I love the heck out of jrpgs too like i've played like all the xenoblade games and i love them so much i am trying I, to play the first one right now and it is uh, just it is beefy man that is, is a beefy game it is yeah it's like what 60 hours if you just do mainly story content which is what i did um mm. i like that game love the character xenoblade 2 even better than xenoblade 1 in my opinion just because the characters are more fun and it's more goofy more anime-y kind mm. of where mm -hmm. shulk is more serious than xenoblade 3 takes all the fun parts of xenoblade 2 but makes them more mature like xenoblade 1 was and puts them together and it's so great golly uh, really objectively the best game not my favorite but objectively on paper i have to say it's the best game out of the three the third one <laughs> yeah the third one. Oh my god uh it's gonna be a long time for me to get to there but <laughs> yeah. like have you played the uh the expansion on two uh like the, basically that's a game in itself the uh the, Torna, the golden country yeah 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 i played that the ost on that one is so great and it's also really, really good really dark story yeah because the prequel to two and it doesn't you know spoiler it doesn't have a happy ending because it's just how things are oh so my god really I'm, okay i'm looking forward to it but see like right now i'm actually going through uh i'm going through uh trails of cold steel series uh, and, and uh, I'm on like the third one right now, and then like I still have two more to go, and I'm just like, <clears throat> I'm like, okay, after this, I'm gonna do Xenoblade. I've been holding this off for three years. <laughs> like I'll go towards it and stuff. Oh, I have a backlog too, man. Mine's massive. Mm -hmm. I just did a Final Fantasy 12 run on stream uh, on, on our Twitch stream, and I was just like, uh, well, because uh, if people don't know me, I hate Final Fantasy 12 and up, <laughs> but. but uh, <laughs> But uh, when I finally did it, it was really like I was like, okay, cool. But I I need another RPG, and I don't want to do Final Fantasy, so so that uh, that's cool. And um and I know you said and then you said earlier also that you were also a Pokemon fan. Um, what kind of like do you have a favorite like go to Pokemon, like a ride or die that you oh, have to yes. have? Yes, my ride or die is Empoleon. Empoleon is the goat. <laughs> I love it so much. Easily <laughs> favorite. Which one's the poly, like? Which version of Eevee is that? Is that the uh, black and that's not that's not Umbr is that Umbreon? Uh, no, no, no. Empoleon is not an Evolution. Empoleon uh -huh. is the water starter final form for Sinnoh Gen Four. Okay, okay. Penguin. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to take a look at this. I, yeah, I am <laughs> I am terrible with Pokemon because <laughs> like uh, <laughs> I skipped uh, this, my my history with Pokemon Gen One, Gen Eight, and Nine. <laughs> oh wow! So Gen Five, in my opinion, is objectively the best generation, like period. So the mm -hmm. fact that you skipped that one is really sad. You should definitely like peek on that one. Gen Five is amazing. Really, Gen which... Four is my favorite, but Gen Five objectively, I feel, is the best Pokemon game. Which one is Gen Five? Gen Five is Black and White and Black and White Two. Oh, both of them are good. Yeah, because Black and White's a direct sequel, so the story continues, and they it's like a soft reboot to Pokemon, because they, they don't have any of the original Pokemon in the when you're playing to the game base, and mm -hmm. you don't get old Pokemon until you beat the game, and it has brand new 151 Pokemon, new gyms, new everything. It feels like a whole new experience, yet still being core Pokemon, and the wow. story is just great. Wow, really okay. Nice. That is really cool. I didn't even... like I, like uh, 
I, I never had handhelds. Uh, like beside like uh, except the first one. Uh, first one that kind of came out of nowhere. But like the uh, uh, most of the other ones has been on Switch. That's my exposure. So everything is usually new to me on that. Ah, so. I gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. I'd say Black and White's objectively the best, and it has one of the best stories. And then Sun and Moon, Base Sun and Moon, not Ultra Sun and Moon, because we talk about Ultra, but Base Sun and Moon uh, has one of the most compelling character arc stories in Pokemon, period, because it really tackles a lot of uh, growth with your rival characters and just like handles like uh, parental mental health and abuse in the family. And it's really cool. It's really nice. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah, it's it, like uh, art. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah, that okay. I need to definitely check it. The problem is, black and white and black and white two are insanely expensive right now. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If they make a ROM of it, that you know, yeah. that's why haven't they made like a greatest hit or something like that or a Twitch that would be or not Twitch but a Switch store or something like that. that would be nice. I'm sure, like if 3DS games or something gets added to Switch uh, eShop, they might do that too. Because we're in, like mm-hmm. what Game Boy Advance we just started on, so they might put some Pokemon games on there. Yeah, that would be great if they ever decide to be to say, yeah, okay, we'll do that. Or, you know, Switch Remaster, just don't make it like Brilliant uh, Diamond, uh, Shining Pearl, because I don't like how they did that. But, you know, they can give it a true remake. That would be amazing. Really? Why didn't you like that? It looked like it. It was a good core experience, I guess, but it wasn't. It was more like a hard port than a remaster. It was oh. just a prettier port. It, they just took everything from the DS and didn't update anything. They just took the base game core and just moved it over and put a new coat of paint on it. Mm-hmm. So it was it was Diamond and Pearl, yeah, which I love those games, but it wasn't the remaster that like Fire Red and Leaf Green were, Soul Silver Heart Gold were, or like uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Those were true remakes. Those were new games, uh, like reinvented how the original games were. Oh, so basically it was just like, oh, okay, they didn't really, they said, oh, this is a remake, but it really, uh, this it is a remake, but really board. it was just like, hey, let's paint, let's paint, let's paint the colors a little bit brighter and then we'll call yeah. it a remake, but we haven't done anything else to the game. Like, it, like again, visually they're using 3D models, now they're doing all this stuff, so it is visually a new style, but like they kept the chibis for it, they didn't go full model they mm-hmm. basically pulled everything from the core game is exactly the same. There's no new Pokemon. Everything's the same, basically. It's just it visually looks like a more modern game, but they tried to keep it as much to the old style as they could, and I don't like that versus like the other remakes where they fully brought them up to date. Like Whatever current generation game was out, when the remakes came out for an older generation, they would match the specs of the current generation in its entirety. Yeah, I kind of feel sad. You know, it's funny because like uh, we we also I also do another podcast, uh, shameless plug, uh, CFG Gamecast, uh, that we like to do. Like we do a lot of discussions, and then we've kind of gotten I've gotten 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 into the discussion of Pokemon itself in general. That I feel that they've been kind of lazy when it comes to uh, like for as important as the IP of Pokemon is, it's they you would think that they would treat it to the level of like you know mario or you know donkey kong or like you know the big the big ones that they that they have because they usually treat their 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 big hitters like really really well like with zelda and stuff but to me like i just feel like pokemon uh pokemon itself has been not only stagnant but it's it, the, uh, the the most previous ones have been fairly lazy uh like they were recycling the old the old uh the old sprites in the original in, uh, in eight and not like in the previous generation they didn't change much to it to what the handheld version was and then now this one was frame drops and i was just like why are they 
like treat this as a as like a off brand. This is a money maker for for, for Nintendo, you know. Uh, so I mean, sorry to get off my so- to get on the soapbox on it, but like when I talk about these kind of discussions, with it, it's just like you know what you're paying seven sixty seventy dollars for a game like this. You know the value of the game is never going to go down in price, and uh, but it's like you would think that they would be they would be more innovative about what they're what they're doing for those things. So, so you know, so yeah, but I, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean for you to to kind of, to kind of get into it. <laughs> no, you good, you good. That's just the interviewer, the the journalist thing in me there, <laughs> there, but. Uh, <laughs> No, but I totally understand. But that's that, that's really cool. So, <clears throat> man, Kevin, thank you so much for uh, for for geeking out with me. I, uh, it was really fun talking to you, man. And uh, just wanted to know: uh, is there? Could you, if you'd like to plug in, like, where can folks like follow you, or are you going to be doing uh, conventions or anything? This is a time where you can uh, can just uh, you know advertise yourself out for the for this. Uh, sure. That uh, you can find me. Uh, my Twitter ad is Kevin D. Thelwell, where you can find me talking about shows I work on or help direct or you know just random things about my life. Uh, you can, uh, yeah, like we talked about before. I would suggest that if you want to hear things uh, that I'm in and I guess hear me talk a lot, you can watch uh, Girlfriend Girlfriend because I play Nalia in that to titular boyfriend of Girlfriend Girlfriend. Uh, I played titular Beast Tamer in Beast Tamer Rain and then I play titular Ice Blade Sorcerer in the Ice Blade Sorcerer Shall Rule the World which is like airing oh. like, right now we're doing the dub for that so definitely check all those out because those are all really fun shows that I've got to work on. Especially I have girlfriend, not girlfriend. Me say stupid shit. So. Girlfriend Girlfriend was like you know like another <laughs> show that I was like man this dude is straight Playboy, but I have to say, <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Am I wrong? Like, that dude was I like, mean, wow, he's honest to a fault. You want to see a Playboy? You watch Ice Blade Sorcerer because what he does is criminal. What he does is criminal. You're like, whoa, this isn't allowed. This man, he has to be stopped. No, are you serious? Oh my god, oh, yeah. like, like, now you is just very now he's just really stupid and he's honest. And people like him because he's earnest, but like, Ray. Ray and Ice Blade, he'll be like, well, I, I've only known women my entire life, so therefore, this is the only way I can talk to them. Let me get close to you and to your face so I can really know how you feel. <laughs> like he's, Oh, my God. He's, Madam, wh- wh- what do you mean your clothes are gone? It's fine. I've I've seen the woman's bosom all of my life. It's okay. I just <laughs> talk like that, but... Watch that show and you'll you'll understand. Like in the comments of every crunch of any of every episode that it was like, oh the Rizblade sorcerer strikes again. <laughs> well, Kevin, you probably need to take like a shower every time you do an episode. <laughs> oh, uh, it is, I mean, we, we have a lot of fun in the booth with that one. Now he's the stupid one, Rain is the super nice one, and then Ray is the I don't know what's going on. He's a war criminal. <laughs> <laughs> oh man is oh I, I used to ask uh like uh uh is there like is there like a phrase or is there something that you've said before in in the booth that you just think like this is the most ridiculous sentence that i've ever seen or ever heard of uh like <laughs> like you would never expect like do you have anything like that that you've experienced uh, there's a couple of things I know, like in in the show I worked on Tribe Nine, where I played one of the characters, Santra. He's one of the of the main team. He was kind of like a comic reliefy kind of character, and they, he they gave him some really funny lines. Like during the booth of us recording in this booth, the director's like, "Hmm, well, I want to try something here," and changed the line to where like he's it's a, it's a baseball anime, like an extreme baseball anime. And there's a point where he's about to pitch to this girl, and the director wrote the line and had me go like. Oh, you know, or 
oh, too bad I don't stick it in crazy, but you know, you're out of here. And he, oh my god, yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's like, You're pretty cute, but I don't stick it in crazy. And I'm like, mm. And then I said the line, and then he, she he, she gets a home run, and then as the girl is running through, she's you know, and I'm like, Oh no, that was my super fastball. How'd she hit it? And she's like, Oh, you know, that's your fastball, and I want to see your quickies, bro. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Are we That's playing so- baseball at this time? Oh, at that we point, like, it was baseball. It's extreme baseball. People died. <laughs> like, you know, that's oh. really good. Uh, girlfriend, girlfriend, I had to say a lot of stupid stuff. Like, you know, like uh, some of the really funny stuff I got to say was like, um, because like uh, the writer for the main writer for that show was uh, was Maddie Morris, who also played one of the uh, the main girls in that show, and uh, the other one was was Brittany Lauder, who played one of the leads in that show. And, like every person who's in that show, like was really experienced, really phenomenal uh, actor and actress on there. And uh, Brittany would just ad lib so many Mimi lines in that one, like mommy milkers and stuff would get put into the script. Maddie was already writing really funny lines. And sometimes I would try to, uh, when I was like learning, like, oh, we can do this, we can mess with the script. Yeah, put me in on this, where like there will be like other lines where uh, my character's like shaking one of them. And I, Maddie recorded before me for, for one of the lines. And her character made such a funny reaction noise. I'd stop the direction, I'm like, hey, Peter, like, her sound is so good. I don't feel like the line here that I'm about to say matches how ridiculous of a sound she's making. So can I try something? He's like, sure. And then like in the line, I had uh, Nalia say, oh, it must be agonizing being so down bad. And like the sound <laughs> that she made fit it perfectly. And it was the funniest thing or like where I add in like, like uh, there's like a scene where now you're like, uh, like fighting for this girl's uh, right to for freedom or something like that from her dad and stuff like that. And she's like a YouTuber, but she's like a uh, well, well, I don't even know what the word is for, for this, influencer. Uh, or what? She's like an influencer, but like one one that uses her body to get views and stuff like that. Oh, so okay. like Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> there's like a scene where, where he's like trying to justify what she does online to her dad who wants to delete her channel. Because like my daughter is doing what online, blah, blah, blah. And like. As long as listening, although you don't understand, like her editing, her videos, her dedication, her audience, blah blah blah. You don't understand. And then I changed the line and had the director like sign off on it. Goes, you understand? Your daughter, sir, is creating thirst traps on a pro level. (laughs) (laughs) This is girlfriend, girlfriend. Yes, this is all in girlfriend, girlfriend. Like, (laughs) oh my god, I I have never seen the most people. I've never knew that y'all actually ad-libbed or you were able to change the script like that that's freaking awesome oh yeah like if it fits it is like within the realms of what that character would say doesn't hurt the story in any way like there were a lot of lines that were just outright just you know change where like they're not saying anything like important right now the J just hey if it's funny and it doesn't break character it works <laughs> that is awesome oh my god that is freaking hilarious i did not know that, <laughs> that y'all yeah. were doing that y'all were clinically insane <laughs> <laughs> it is so good that man, was really fun <laughs> kevin thank you so much man i, I know i could talk to talk to you about all this stuff all day but <laughs> but but thank you but uh folks if you like the interview i did with kevin d thelwell uh you could definitely listen to it on any podcast services out there as amongst all the other episodes that we have done on, uh, on all podcasts as well as on our website confreaksandgeeks.com so once again this is davis signing off y'all take it easy <laughs>